mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com Hey Dave. Yeah Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and t-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, bit to get 30, bit to get 20, 20, 20, bit to get 20, 20, bit to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. It's Candace and Kayla, and we are directionally challenged. We totally thought we'd have everything figured out by the time we were in our 30s. But surprise, we don't. We don't. <gasps> we but, really don't. <laughs> but that's totally okay. It is. Today, we have such a great episode for you guys. Um, so just so you know, we do read all of our DMs. I think that's what the kids call it. Yeah, of course. When you slide into our DMs <laughs> on Instagram, um, we read your wonderful comments. We receive all of your questions. Not just DMs, but emails too. We get so many emails and we read those too. You guys are just, I love how interactive everything is. We started to recognize that there was one question that kept popping up and we wanted to have an episode dedicated for you guys, our listeners, to answer that question. A question we get all the time is, how do I start a podcast? Or and we get it because it's a lot. It's hard. We did the same thing. We were like, how do we start a podcast? What do you discuss on a, this said podcast that you want to start? <laughs> There's so many factors. And we have uh, Priyanka Matu here with us today. She owns her own podcast network. So not only did she just start a podcast, she has an entire network. And she is here to answer some of your questions, some of our questions, because guess what? We're still learning as we go through this process, too. Um, and she's just wonderful and full of 
have all kinds of information. Kayla, what podcast have you been listening to lately? What's been inspiring you? Okay, so um, not going to lie. I haven't been listening to a ton lately besides ours because I don't get a lot of sleep with my new baby. Um, so I don't have a lot of time off. Um, but there is, what are you listening to right now? I'm going to see which ones I'm like have up right now. I've been a dedicated listener to Why Won't You Date Me by Nicole Byer. She is just, it just keeps getting better. Um, it's a really funny podcast. She, like, I'm a big fangirl for Nicole Byer. Um, she's a comedian amongst many other things, but her podcast is all about uh, online dating and and she brings on a lot of funny guests to look at her her dating profiles to, to ask, like, why won't these people date me? And she tells the funniest dating stories. Um, and, but lately she's really been vulnerable about... Um, you know, just things that she's going through and she really wants to meet someone. She talks a lot about what it's like to be a, a female stand-up comedian and how hard she works. And she's lost, sadly, both of her parents. And she's really open and vulnerable about um, how she takes that on day by day and and had a whole episode recently um, with someone else who had lost a parent. And they were just talking about grief and, and what that's like. And I think she just does such a beautiful job at um balancing uh, just really hilarious comedy mm -hmm. and also like beautiful vulnerability wow um another favorite is where do we begin by esther perel oh my god if you love therapy and your dream is just to sit in on everyone else's therapy sessions then this podcast is for you i gotta tell you i tried it and i couldn't i couldn't and How? i think that's why podcasts are so great is because some some people love certain ones and others don't and it just didn't resonate with me i don't know but you love therapy I maybe it's because I don't know my mom's a therapist I'm in therapy I think it? it's too much maybe okay. I don't know yeah maybe maybe it's too close to home oh I love it so much um and then another one is uh terrible thanks for asking it's that one's also really centered around grief um I love the daily which is the New York Times one and it's really only 15 to 20 minutes sometimes it's 30 minutes but it's you know everything that happened yesterday or the, that morning before they've produced the podcast and if I feel like it keeps me up to date in my like morning commute as to what's going on in the world because I maybe because right now that's the only time I have to myself is like my morning commute. Um, but so I, I love that because I feel like I'm a little bit more informed, you know, every day. Because they talk about politics and oh, politics and just everything that's going on in the world. So like, you know, uh, Australia is burning right now. So why? Why is that happening? Sometimes you know what's going on, but you don't know why it's happening and they'll explain it for you. Do you listen to podcasts mostly in your car? Yes. That's actually the only time I listen to podcasts. Sometimes when I'm folding laundry. How about you? Uh, hiking mm. in the car and I've started listening, um, during my meditative bath times cause I can't really commit to meditation. Um, but whenever I take a bath now, I've committed to listening to at least one full story on the moths, uh, mm. podcast. Mm -hmm. The Moth is a wonderful podcast that allows you to feel just connected with humanity. It's just people sharing a story that they've written and that they've performed multiple times or performing for the first time. So there's no really a singular host. It's a lot of them are uh, recorded live at the Moth events. Um, but I am just always captivated by the stories that are told. And I just feel like, oh, okay. There is like a humanity that exists right now and that I can feel connected to. That is one thing I love about the podcast community is everyone's really supportive of each other and everyone's like, Hey, you need a guest. I let me help you find this. Or let's, let's, you know, collaborate on this. And it, I haven't always found that in other aspects of the entertainment industry, but in the podcast world, I do feel like it's this really collective community that, um, we all love radio. We all love, you know, we, it's just a kind of a passion that we have and we've all kind of started it on our own. 
and there's something for everyone. When I was, uh, my Joe and I were in New York last fall with, and we met up with some friends for dinner and they were asking about our podcast. And I was like, I think everyone should just start a podcast. And they were like, well, isn't it an oversaturated market? Or why do you think everyone should do it? I was like, honestly, there's no such thing. It's just, it's all just, if you feel the urge to create, just do it. And if you can do that and have a microphone and, and have be content with five listeners or 500 listeners or 500,000 listeners, it shouldn't matter as long as you're just feeling inspired and invigorated and excited. Mm -hmm. And it's nice that we, that is something about living in the digital age that I really appreciate is that there is such a big element of being able to control your creative destiny mm -hmm. that didn't always exist before. And I'm really excited that we get to talk um, to someone, to Priyanka today, who's taken control of her creative destiny in such a beautiful and inspiring way. And we think you guys are going to just love the advice that she's got to give. So without further ado, here's our conversation with Priyanka. And we are here with Priyanka Matu. Thank you so much for joining us. Gosh, thanks guys for having me. <laughs> this is so exciting. Okay, so we love our podcast. We loved starting the podcast, but it was quite a big venture for Candace and I. Um, yeah. And you not only started a podcast, but you started an entire podcast network. Yeah. So that <laughs> seems like it would be a lot more work. Yeah. We thought we were really setting the bar high being like, Hey, let's make a podcast. And you're like, let's make a podcast network <laughs> ladies. We don't one up us by like a million. As you have done an amazing job. I mean, the, the hardest thing I can tell you that anyone can tell you is building an audience and you've really done it. You have great listeners. They're super interactive. Like you love doing it, which you can tell. I can tell. I can always tell. And I think everyone can always tell, tell when people have jumped on the podcast bandwagon and see it as an opportunity as opposed to something they need to do and really like feel enriched by. And I think that that's what's wonderful about, about this podcast because it is about like your journey, but also about your interaction with women who are going through the same things. Um, and that feels really authentic. Um, the network... <laughs> network. I did start a podcast network <laughs> and everyone was like, this is because you love podcasts. I was like, I have never heard one in my life. <laughs> okay. So what inspired starting Erios? Oh, okay. So my partners, Amanda and Maria, who are wonderful, have been podcasting for a long time. They have this podcast. My favorite, the podcast that I did listen to was their podcast, The Big Ones. I loved it. And I just think they're geniuses and um, so funny and wonderful. And they're very DIY. Like they can kind of do anything. If I'm like, go write a thing about this or go, they're just they're just makers. Um, and so when they came to me and said, um, we want to start a podcast network, um, you know, of shows hosted all by women, because they'd been pitching shows and it was very male what they were hearing. And, and these men were pitching like, to males, pitching to men, because a lot of the networks are, are, mm -hmm. are you know, the, the people who decide are men. And did they feel and, like it, their storylines were female oriented? No, not even, mm. not even. I mean, the big ones is totally gender neutral, you know, and they were just looking for a little support. And, um, and I think they said, okay, well, why don't we develop that idea or things like they just didn't get it. And they were like, no, no. Why is the barrier to entry all of a sudden like selling a pilot? Like this seems crazy to us. And for our listeners that don't know what pitching is, Sorry. it's essentially, <laughs> no, no, no. It's essentially when you go in and you have an idea, you are kind of shopping it around to say to people, um, who are in suits usually saying, <laughs> Hey, I've got this idea and I want to make it. And for some reason they've been given the green light to say yes or no. 
Yeah. <laughs> and, and I find this in, because my background's in TV and film, I was an agent originally as a talent agent. I represented actors and writers. And um, then I was a producer. I was uh, Jack Black's producing partner for five years. Um, and so uh, my background's in TV and film. So to me, I thought, no, wait, this is a way we can make stuff that seems kind of um, easy to make, not that expensive. There are so many women we know with so many amazing ideas and how great would it be? I love women. Like I really love <laughs> helping women. I love working with women. And I thought, wait, there are like 10 girls I know who, who want to make podcasts or have existing podcasts that we could help. And, um, I was actually waiting for a writing deal to close. I had just sold a TV show idea. Um, and it took a year to close. It took a year to close. And in that time, let me tell you, I started a podcast network and I had a baby. <laughs> I was pregnant. You don't waste time. I was pregnant in those pitches. And I was like, I cannot wait this long. I have to do something. So when they came to me and I do have a business brain because the agent days, um, and I sort of understand the landscape in that way. And, and I started a, you know, I, I started a client list from nothing when I was an agent. I started a production company from nothing when I was a producer. Um, and so I thought, great. I love, I love a startup. Um, and so I learned as I went really, um, and said, you know, you can do everything else. They know how to produce, you know, from beginning to end. And I can find you money. <laughs> <laughs> that is a great skill to have. Yeah, that is a great skill to <laughs> yeah, have. <laughs> I can find you some money. It won't be much. And the funny thing was when we took it out, we took, um, out kind of a investor deck, you know, to investors. And Wait, what's an investor deck? It's like you create kind of a little lookbook. Um, and it was like, here's our slate. Here's our proposed slate. We talked to some friends, we talked to some podcasters and we were like, here's who we, um, here's how we see the slate being. We also want to approach if once we get seed funding, like we want to approach the people that we know. Now I know a lot of actors and I have a lot of agent friends. Um, so they trust me with their high level talent. So it's like, we want to approach like Margaret Cho. We want to approach like these three or four people. Um, and this is kind of what, what it's going to look like. Give us money. <laughs> you know, here's one. And we got, we got, we had a lot of interest, but a lot of like the, the, um, we had interest from people who wanted to give us money, but wanted to own a lot of the company and they were all men. And they could, I could tell that they could see, they saw it as an opportunity, but didn't totally get it. Um, and so we sort of decided we were just going to do it on our own. So we did Kickstarter. Um, it was $25,000. And um, you had a lot of people that donated to your Kickstarter. Though. Yeah. I checked it out online and it, was really surprised at how <laughs> the number of people that donated. Yeah. It was kind of amazing and donated like people I hadn't talked to in years were like, here's a thousand dollars. You had a lot of a thousand dollar donations and 500,000 or $500. Oh, well, that would be amazing. Sorry. Yeah, <laughs> Sorry no, let me correct no, that. No. $500. Well, that's the benefit of having worked in entertainment for 15 years. It's like everyone I know is a showrunner and I'm like, you better <laughs> yeah. remember that time I sent you that writer yeah. give me a thousand dollars. I think also like people that work in the entertainment industry know what it's like to start something yeah. and they want to yeah. have their friends support. And the support super, means a lot. Yeah. Super and you also hope that that comes from a creative place. Yeah. I mean that it's genuinely wanting to help someone out because you believe in their vision and their idea as opposed mm -hmm. to wanting to own a piece of it for your own financial benefit and not really give a shit about like oh, what totally. they're trying to do. Mm -hmm. So also just guilt from men. Our biggest, <laughs> our biggest donations were from Mike Schur and, uh, who created, uh, you know, the American office and parks and rec and, um, as an old pal and, uh, Jake Kasdan director of Jumanji. That's amazing. <laughs> because they were just like, yes, like, <laughs> give someone else some opportunities, <laughs> please. We've had all of them, <laughs> which is so, really sweet. You guys make this Kickstarter campaign. Yeah. How much, how long does it take to raise the funds? You have a month. 
Oh, so we did wow. a month. Wait, okay. oh, I didn't know this. So Kickstarter puts a, t- a time limit yeah, on it? Yeah, I, oh. I think we put a month on it. I don't oh, you actually can choose remember. your own time limit. Yeah, because I've had a baby since, I don't remember. I totally get it. <laughs> I totally get that. <laughs> oh my God. Uh, <laughs> I love to look through my files. I think it was a month and then we raised like $26,000, which was awesome and got us through our first year. We incubated everything. It got us our good equipment. It got us um, a little office space. Um, it got us um, to be able to pay editors a little bit and... Um, and just and like web hosting and like uh, lawyers and you know all the stuff we needed to, to get everything in place. And all, a lot of these uh, editor women, yeah, all women, all women, mm-hmm. which is so great. Mm-hmm. I think we just paid our first man, <gasps> which is also great. But, but the I love fact that yeah. like you sought out, yeah. We um, sought out women. You sought out women. Our, our graphic designer is an awesome woman who lives up in Portland, and it's just great. Like we like from beginning to end, we wanted it to be. We wanted to be women. And what's so great about it too is it's all these women working, but then it's for podcasts for everyone. Yeah. Which is, you know, a lot of times I feel like we run into some speed bumps sometimes yeah. because maybe um, the decision makers aren't always, um, don't always have the same mindset as mm-hmm. us. So it's nice to just like kind of, I think there's a revolution starting for sure. Yeah, There's and- a um, a quote that you wrote okay can I say it okay this is this is you by the way these are really wise words oh my goodness (laughs) it's harder to be a woman and one who wants kids that's a fact however the only other option here is to what leave the business yeah which leaves us a good woman down we can't lose any more women I believe we are entering in a period which uh, I believe we are entering a period in which the noise we are making will be heard but everyone needs to make noise. Right. So what does that, what does that mean to you? What does making noise mean? Um, I think that when I first got to um, Los Angeles and started working in entertainment, um, I felt very lucky to have a place. I felt very fortunate and maybe not a good way, <laughs> you know? And I think that that's just how women felt. We were so vastly, vastly outnumbered. And all this stuff from either Weinstein to, um, you know, and, and me too, to, to just uh, people pointing out the discrepancies in how women are treated in the workplace and how they're promoted and how they're not promoted and how they're not put in man- managerial positions, how they're not um, afforded opportunities to direct and write like other people are. Um, it's at least coming to light. So like the cage is being rattled. Um, but it needs to continue being rattled. It's hard though. It's really hard to, to stick your head out and, and confront the fact that like we are behind, mm-hmm. <laughs> we are behind and having a baby doesn't help. It doesn't help. And for a long time, there was no support for that. Um, there was a producing, um, this is before I made my, before I started writing, um, I was offered a producing job on a movie in Europe. Um, and it was a, the studio called me and said, we need a producer on this movie. Um, we needed to go to, I'm not going to say where it was cause it'll give away what the movie was, but it was a comedy where I knew the actors and I could have done a great job doing it. And I said, um, I said, I'll do it, but you're paying me my producing fee. Plus, um, I need money for literally a four bedroom house because I have children and I have a husband and I'm going to need to bring my nanny. And they, um, told me I was, they basically told me I was being ridiculous. So they were basically telling you like you need to bring your entire family in one hotel room mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. you don't your get family. this job mm-hmm. or, or just yeah, leave, your, or family. leave your family. Yeah. Which is the worst mm-hmm. of all. Or leave your family, leave your baby, leave your, you know, uh-huh. if you imagine. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I think when I was doing it, I believe that I asked for $700,000 <laughs> just so you guys know, because I was like, here's what it costs. Yeah. <laughs> like, the reality. This is it. an apartment. This is a nanny. This is, I just want to add it up for you guys, you know? 
And um, yeah, they told me I was being insane. Um, other execs I know who are women heard about it and told me I was being insane. <laughs> and I was like, I have to ask for it. I have to ask for it just to put it out there so that people understand. And I have to tell you that months later, um, I saw the execs at a party and they said, we should have hired you. Wow. Mm -hmm. And also you asked, yeah. that's the uh -huh. whole point. And yeah. I think that that is an issue that I don't want to speak for all women, but I'll definitely speak for myself. I won't even ask. I, I yeah. get so, mm -hmm. I already talk myself out of it about mm -hmm. why I don't deserve something or why it's mm -hmm. too big of an ask. So the fact that you were like, no, this is what the reality is. And mm -hmm. I know I'm going to do the job that mm -hmm. you need. Mm -hmm. And so I just, this is, I'm going to ask. I love that you did. I just at this point was like, tell me that I couldn't have made the movie $700,000 more dollars. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> tell me that I, I love could. it. Tell Logic. me right now. Yeah. But this is why we need each other and why we need a, a tribe of women yeah. because to be completely honest, I don't ask either. And I was breastfeeding and working yeah. and Candace was so wonderful to me and said, you better make sure yeah. you ask for time right. to breastfeed. And yeah. I remember thinking, Oh, well, well, I don't want to ruffle any feathers. Like I'll just figure it out. I'll, and you were so good when you were filming, when I was yeah. filming, you made sure that I asked for it. And then honestly, I was so happy that I did. Once you do ask, if yeah. you feel empowered by it. It also, yeah. And, and guess also, what? They worked it out. It was fine. They always do. Yeah. It's yep. about not asking. The problem is we don't ask. Mm -hmm. Another shout out to Work Pump Repeat, one of my favorite <sighs> books. Yeah. It's, it gives you all the guidelines you need and it gives you blueprints on how to talk to your boss, how to talk to TSA agents when yes. they try to take mm -hmm. your breast milk. Mm -hmm. It's my, it was like my guide to like my early stages of being a working mom. So Work Pump Repeat, just a, just a little shout out. <laughs> But for anyone that's listening and thinking like, okay, why are you guys making such a big deal about like women needing to band together, like women, like female led podcasts, um, reading on the Erios website, it was interesting to learn only 22% of podcasts are hosted by women and an additional 11% are co-hosted by women, even though women make up 44% of the podcast listeners. I think now it's half. That was when we launched. That's crazy. Mm -hmm. And so, mm -hmm. yeah, so there is, there is something missing and mm -hmm. we are the consumers and we, oh. we are huge parts of this like listening world of the pot, the new podcast world. Mm -hmm. And there aren't a lot of female led podcasts out there. It's growing luckily, but mm -hmm. that's why it is important that we're having this conversation. It's important that you decided and with your, um, with um, my partner. Thank you. Mm -hmm. It's important why you decided with your partners to start Erios because there was something missing. Yeah. And to go back to like when I, when we were starting the company, we just wanted to make it, you know, we knew we could make it. I knew I could launch it. I knew I could put a company out there, but it wasn't until people started calling and um, making offers on the company that I realized, um, oh, we have something valuable here. And if you're offering me this, that means it's worth more. Mm-hmm. Um, that was just me from my agent days being like, if you're willing to offer this, then I better hold on to it, <laughs> you know? Um, and also with ad sales companies, um, what we started to realize was, and it was, they were very clear about it. Though, a lot of the ad sales companies said, even if they didn't totally get the shows, they were like, we need, we have all of these female products and nowhere to put them. The content does not exist. And I couldn't believe it. Um, but of course it makes sense. We buy things, we mm -hmm. tell each other about things and people, and there's a, the conversion rate is super high. It's like, I mentioned something on our podcast, people buy it, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, yeah. um, whether it's a sponsor, whether it's just like a cream that I tried, it's like 200 people, 300 people are going to just buy that wand of mascara. And that's, and our podcast is just starting out. It's only six months old, but, but I think people are just start, it's just starting to catch up. It's also controlled by people who just don't 
necessarily hear the value in like products that we might be interested in. Yeah. Well, I listened to Foxy Brown's podcast Aww. and loved it. <laughs> and you. you, your co-host Camilla Blackett was talking about a product that I had literally just gotten. What was it? Um, it's a votary face facial oh, oil. And she, she loves, she loves it. Yeah. And I was using it yeah. and I went, oh my gosh, yes, I think exactly just like her. And I felt like, you know, there was just, you guys have a lot of value um, that you share. So what are some Thanks. like, and you guys totally use tips and tricks yeah. in your podcast. Yeah. And I love that too. She tips loves a tip and trick. Love a good tip and trick. We love a cheap trick. Yeah. I love a cheap trick most of all. So what um what do you what are you loving right now with your right like in just self-care? In the beauty, yeah, in the self-care. In the self-care. Well, world. I meditate, which I know you do as well, I right? Meditate Obs- all the time. Obsessively, me too. Candace yeah. is still working on meditation, okay. but yeah. you're we'll you know, there. it just might, some I'm people it's not now. their thing. Now taking a bath is my form of meditation. Oh, which is good. Camilla Camilla bathes. <laughs> yeah. I, I just don't. started. <laughs> I just uh, baby steps. Every oh, time I great. think I'm going to start bathing, I take a look at the um, water bill and I'm like, nope, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I'll just shower again with the children. Yeah, um, yeah, exactly. yeah, exactly. I'm an immigrant. What can you say? Um, 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 wait, what were we just talking about? The um, oh, I wanted to know your favorite like tips oh, and tricks in the right yeah, self care world. Just gotten back into the meditation, which I can't recommend enough. I do TM. What can do you do? Um, I mean, mine is very much just like. I don't, I don't know if there's a name for it, yeah, yeah, yeah. but like just clearing my mind and yeah. like sometimes visualizations and yeah. that kind of thing. So it's very Whatever. like, I don't know. Whatever I, works. But you do TM. I so do that's TM. amazing. I do TM. Transcendental meditation. It has changed my life. And I hate even talking about it because it seems just nuts. <laughs> it seems like you're, it's crazy. But people who do TM really swear by it. Yeah. It's really good for people who are type A. That's what I find. Like if you're a busy person and your brain never shuts off. Um, it trains your brain to kind of be in a, it slows everything down. You know how when you have a kid and you're used to things going at a certain pace and then you get kind of frustrated because you're like, I can't run all these errands with this kid around. And then you're like, Oh wait, I don't have to do anything today. And your day, and you realize that so much of having a kid and hanging out with your kid is just killing time. Yeah. <laughs> I'm in that right now. Definitely yeah. with like a six month old and like trying, I feel like there's so much to get done no. and then I don't get any of it done. Yeah. And it's really hard for me. You don't, I know it's really hard. It's really, it's when, really difficult. When your when your sense of self is so defined by like the things you do. Also, first of all, you have a six month old like that. I don't remember my life being, it's, I don't remember feeling like myself until actually exactly the same point. Each kid when they're 16 months old. Really? Yeah. Both times. Oh, I was like, wow. Oh, okay. Now you've now back I to get yourself. it. Oh, yeah. Wow. yeah. Yeah. That makes me feel better. I mean, yeah. I've been all over the place and it's been a lot. So these yeah. Mel and Candace have been keeping yeah. me together. <laughs> yeah. No, I totally get it. And also your life explodes when you have a child. Yeah. Um, it explodes. Everything explodes. And then you put it together kind of piece by piece. Mm. You're like, okay, well, I do have to pay the bills. <laughs> I do have to grocery shop. Everything else is, you know, just falls by the wayside. And then slowly, slowly you're like, okay, I guess I should work out. That's a year later, you know, and I guess I should do these other things. And it's so funny for those listening that don't have kids yet. It's one of those things where I definitely thought, oh, by three months after Mm. I'll be fine. Like you just, you just don't understand until you go through it, um, how much it changes every aspect of your life. It's not just a new kind of addition to your life. It changes everything. That magazine propaganda Mm -hmm. (laughs) where they're like, she's here. She is at the gym. And it's like, she's just escaping her child, which by the way, you should every once in a while, you totally should totally valid 
salad. Like I, I know the feeling of wanting to do anything else other than like be spit up on it. I'll never forget. I mean, we obviously have friends who are like models and actors and like all that good stuff. And when I was 22, I felt like all my friends who were models were playing parents in like Mm. Macy's ads. Mm -hmm. And I remember being like, this is insane. Like how, and they would dress them up as like quote unquote moms and like put a one-year-old on their back and like they do these photo shoots and I would I remember thinking even at that time wow I mean so much pressure at least you knew yeah that's true I was just like that's what parents look like right exactly (laughs) and then I had a kid and I was like I'm a disaster I think we are getting better I think we are getting better you know well women are just mad women are so Mm -hmm. mad and it's so great Mm -hmm. I'm really happy about it it's about time it feels so good it does feel like unbuttoning your pants you're just like or maybe like taking your bra off at the end of the day yeah like I'm so mad and I get to talk complain now I never got to complain before do you feel like having a women-led business that you guys get to go to work and you can actually have conversations without some filter that you don't you're not gonna offend someone that you can actually just like say your opinion without like thinking like oh god am I gonna have this like mansplained back to me and again I love men this is not against men no it's just like this is a period of time where if we're unbuttoning our pants. That's like yeah. exactly what it is. I have emotionally. to tell you because I've been in mostly male dominated businesses that the, um, the, the, the rule of thumb was always like, you're a man, <laughs> you're a man. <laughs> That's how you're going to get through this, you know? And so I think that all the soft and like tender and, and like human parts of ourselves can be sort of tamped down. Um, you've met lady agents, <laughs> You know, you've met lady lawyers, you've met lady business people and, and, and of a certain age, I think it just wasn't encouraged to be a full human. Um, and that's changing. I see that changing for sure. I even like when I was at, um, I started Endeavor, I was at UTA, then Endeavor, it's a big agency, a talent agency. And I remember starting there working like crazy. And this very nice lady who was a mom, she had two kids came up to me and was like, are you dating anyone? And I said, no, it was just not done. Like it just wasn't, you never talked about your personal life at work, but this was a new company. And, um, and she's like, oh, that's too bad. We'll take care of that. And I was like, what? Did you feel like you didn't have time to, to it just wasn't, it was like not, it was not done. You just didn't talk about it. You never were someone who needed anything because your job was to exist for other people, your clients and for your colleagues. Um, and she was married. She married her contractor. He was so hot. Yeah. <laughs> her contractor. She had two kids. Oh was so That's happy. such a good Lifetime movie. Like yeah. the contractor's so hot. Yeah. Oh, I and I was it. just like, what is your life? She's like, yeah, yeah. You'll be, you'll. And then I sh- met my husband like the, mi- like the minute I started working there because all of a sudden it was allowed for me to be a full person. Um, and so you see a lot of, you know, I feel like we're coming out of that though. Mm-hmm. It's like, can I just, yeah, like let's unbutton our pants. Like we exist. I'm done with the idea that you have to be on your phone and available at every hour yes. on the hour, yes. every minute of every day. That's my other self-care thing. You guys, I took the internet off my phone. Great. I just took it off. Wow. So I what does that mean? You off, can respond to emails or no? I took off Instagram and Twitter. Um, and I disabled mail and Safari. So I know. You only do it from your computer. I check my mail twice a day, once in the morning and once like around noon. And I respond to what I can respond to. And if people need to find me and it's emergency, it works as a phone, you know, like my true, phone is a phone. True. <laughs> so I can text, I can take pictures of my children and I can text pictures of my children. And that's kind of, and then, you know, I have the apps if I need a recipe or if I need whatever. Um, my brain chemistry changed. Like I have to tell you, I did that in December, right around my birthday. I turned 40. 
This is like a hot like, like so many things happening. You're like insane once. for forty. I wish you guys could see her <laughs> right now. Excellent. This is what, by the way, this is what forty year olds look like now. We have this idea of like who we grew up with, and I was like, forty was so old to me, and I'm like, oh, everyone's forty. Yeah. Okay, we look great. Everything's fine. Um, so the internet, man. Like I love the internet. Uh, it does not love me. Like it just, the relationship was kind of a little off kilter. So that's been great. Cause I was like, what, a, but I need to be informed and I need to read. And I was like, yeah, I read the newspaper. I read it once a day. I know exactly what's going on. I don't need to read everyone's opinions on what's happening. And I don't need to read everyone's opinions on the opinions of others about what's mm-hmm. happening. That was becoming a little bit of a, a crazy, but I feel great. And it has freed up so much time. I hate to say it. Cause I was like, how much time a day do I spend on my phone? Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I tried to, I was, fi- here's the thing I was finding. And I don't know if you guys have this, but when you put your kids down, do you just immediately reach for your phone? It's like your reward, right? You're just like, yeah, oh, okay, some I, time I'm going to gonna say absolutely. Yeah. Some time to myself. I just need to scroll through Instagram. It's going to make me happy. It's because there is, there's a dopamine rush that mm-hmm. happens, right? When you reach for your phone. So I was like, can I replace that with something? And I just tried for a few days. I was like, if I just put my phone away, what happens? And I was like, I'm going to turn a magazine, I guess. I'll reach for a magazine, a physical magazine. Mm-hmm. Or I will, I, found, I had like a needlepoint kit. I did needlepoint. I just, I don't know what it was. I felt so much better after a week and now it's been two months. Do you feel like you think more clearly? Yeah. Yeah. Like the meditation thing, but Mm -hmm. like doubled. Wow. I just feel like I went back in time to like 2005 Blackberry. Yeah. (laughs) God, I miss a Blackberry. That's his online. That was the last time I remember not feeling overwhelmed by the internet. And so I was like, let's just go back in time on my phone. And so there I... I went, I went there. Yeah. I love the, I love, and which I love, is funny considering that you have a podcast company where yeah. most of the time people are listening on their phone, yeah. you have to be involved yeah. with social totally. media, but you don't you have to be really. available, but you don't No, they can. You're right. Like it is a phone. And what I love about <laughs> podcasting is it is a throwback. It's radio, yeah. right? It's certainly radio on demand, which you can call up whenever you want, but there's some, it's so intimate, you know, and it's not overwhelming. It's one sense that then you can, I don't traditionally love movies made out of books because it's never going to be better than what I can imagine. Agreed. Mm-hmm. And that's how I feel about podcasting. It's like, it's in your ears and whatever you're thinking is whatever you're thinking. When people describe things. It's however you see it. It's not someone going, here's what that looks like. Um, and I think that's what's so appealing to so many people. As we're having this discussion, I'm realizing that that I think that's why I enjoy podcasting so much is because all of us have our phones and our electronics yeah. down and we're just sitting and having yeah. a conversation. When was the last time TV off, mm-hmm. no phones in hand, mm-hmm. nothing. You just sat and talked to someone. I know. It's usually the holidays. You're right. Oh, I have to tell you something else. The, holidays. the other surprising thing that happened after I took the internet off my phone I, is I've, I've known for a while, I guess, that I'm an introvert, like. I love people and I love my friends. I have a lot of friends and a lot of family. Um, I find sometimes socializing very depleting. So like when I'm around people all day, it's like, I need to go lie down. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, the internet on my phone and the constant kind of checking in on social media made me feel like I was surrounded by people all day, which I didn't realize until after I took it off. And then all of a sudden I felt this urge like a weekend probably to call my friends on the phone and hang out with them and have like one-on-one interactions and say, how are you really doing? Because I realized... I know what you're up to, but there's a big difference between monitoring and catching up. Mm. Um, and all this again, I mean, this is a big bully ground around my 40th birthday, I think, where I go, oh, like what's more important than these people I've collected in my life and I've been neglecting these relationships. But I th- because I, I just think that I think that we're, I think that we all are, just because I know what you're doing, <laughs> you know what I'm mm-hmm. doing. That's not a relationship. Yeah. I mean, you know, I, I know what you're doing. I don't know mm. how you're doing. Exactly. That's is, a hugely different. That's a really good way to put it. 
We're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back in just a minute. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com It's time to get more in 2024. I know for me, one of my goals is to feel really strong this year. And honestly, so far, so good. Because that's where 310 Nutrition comes in. It's helping me and our listeners in the new year with protein and super rich food products with so many options and flavors. Right now, I have the chocolate bliss and caramel sundae, and they are both so (laughs) delicious. I have to hide them from my husband so that he doesn't steal them too. They're a triplex protein blend, plant-based proteins that include pea, brown rice, and pumpkin that leave me feeling full. 310 Nutrition also has a hydrate electrolyte drink mix. My favorite is the peach mango flavor. So not only am I hydrating and drinking water, I have an electrolyte blend, vitamin blend, and it's sugar-free. With one stick of hydrate mix into 16 ounces of water, and it can provide the same amount of hydration equal to drinking two to three bottles of water. Thank you. This way I can keep my resolution, keep feeling strong, have greater focus, feel refreshed, and maintain my hydration without having to drink as much. One of my favorite refreshing water enhancers they have is the lemonade flavor. It gives me energy. This one's also sugar-free. It's used with real lemons and it's pH balanced. And this also offers the same hydration as two to three bottles of water. Right now, 310 is celebrating a new year of goals with code CHALLENGED and giving our listeners 50% off up to $100 for your first order. With so many sample packs, new products, it's really fun and easy to put together an order or start a subscription on products that you know you'll use and will help you keep your resolution. So go to 310nutrition.com and use the code CHALLENGED right now for 50% up to $100 for your first order. That's 310-nutrition.com and use code CHALLENGED. It's all the good stuff your body needs in flavors you crave. So be healthier effortlessly.
we're back. Well, I do want to talk about some of the amazing women that you've had yes, um, yes. start podcast with Erios yeah. um, and just how, what that process was like of once you you hit your Kickstarter mark and you're like, oh my gosh, we're doing this. Mm-hmm. Um, now now what? Get, yeah, now what? Um, yeah. You've got Margaret Cho, who you mentioned mm-hmm. before. You've got Feist. Mm-hmm. Love Feist. Mm-hmm. Big um, fangirl over here. I'm so oh. interested to hear how you found Molly Hockey mm-hmm. uh, with her Spermcast so podcast. Good. Wait, for those of us, that I don't know what the Spermcast yeah. podcast is. She's essentially podcasting about her journey for egg retrieval and then finding a sperm donor and she wants to have a baby and, and she's, uh, I think she also she just turned 40 I think I read and then she's uh chronicling everything on her podcast and we follow her on our journey yeah oh my gosh that sounds amazing yeah but how she's... did you find these women and bring them all together um it was it, it was kind of piecemeal I think because I had assembled you know it was so funny it was just like assembling a, pro- a production slate like um uh okay so so let's go through them one by one Margaret the second we launched a podcast I think um our my agent our agent basically at WME, they also represent Margaret and they were like, would you be interested? And she's such a cool lady. She's She's so supportive. She loves women. And she was like, that seems like the kind of place I'd be interested in as opposed to one of the big, she could have gotten to one of the big companies, but, um, but we met and we were like, here's how it's going to be. We're going to be super hands-on. We'll, we can go to your house. We record wherever you are, you know, we'll help you book, do whatever. Um, and she was on board. <clears throat> she was on board from day one because she's awesome. Like She just is awesome. And then that was really lucky because then, you know, you kind of have one piece of big talent mm-hmm. um, that helps attract other talent. So when word goes around that Margaret was on the on the network, we got a call from Feist Manager. That was an incoming call. We got a lot of press around, around the Kickstarter, um, which was awesome. We were really fortunate. Also, you three women are very, people know who you are in the industry and you're very credible. So I think the three of you together, everyone was like, oh, this is going to be really interesting. So when Vice Manager calls, it makes sense. Yeah. He just called and was like, we have a podcast. (laughs) I was like, we have a network. (laughs) I know. I was like, do we even need to listen to it? I guess we should. Um, He said, we just need a distributor. He he said, you know, you're women. You're exactly the kind of people we want to be working with. Sure, we could do it through one of the big places, but then they'll want to own it. You know, she just kind of wants to put it out there and and then take it back. And we were like, we will do that. We have have internet space. So (laughs) just give it to us. And and they were lovely. and then uh, Molly Hockey, Amanda, uh, my partner Amanda had been producing Spermcast from the beginning. So that was just a natural fit. And Molly is developing other stuff for us and and taking out um, Spermcast as like a TV idea or, you know, thinking about doing it as like a scripted show or um, all of our shows, you know, that's the other thing is like, because my background is also producing TV and film, we provide that support when people want to turn their shows into something else. We try not to look for shows that are like, we, we, we were podcast first. So like, if you come to us with an idea and you're like, it can make a great TV show. I'm like, that's not how we operate. Like mm-hmm. we're not here for the, that IP nonsense. <laughs> like if we see an organic way to turn it into something, but you have to devote yourself to the podcast first. Um, and so we seek out people who, who just really care. And then, and then, you know, some of our shows have just been surprising. Like a Rebecca, um, Rebecca Delgado Smith, who hosts our show, The Alarmist, which does amazing numbers. Um, that's a show about, um, tragedies throughout history <laughs> and then who's to blame which is my favorite <laughs> part because it's how she manages her anxiety is like is like thinking about things that have happened how it used to be worse you know like that kind of thing and then figuring out who's to blame <laughs> um so um she was a, like an improv performer and and hadn't really delved into podcasting before but we said we like this idea and it's gone off like a shot so you never know you know mm-hmm. it's not necessarily about the 
the name talent. It's about an idea that really connects with listeners. And I think a lot of listeners are going through a hard time right now. So true. <laughs> it's a hard, hard They're time. They're a little directionally challenged. Yeah. Like, aren't we all? Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, when the world keeps telling you that it's ending and right now it's saying it real loud. Like <laughs> on fire ending. It's on like fire it's literally. Ending. I mean, I think that we're all just hoping for something good to happen. I know. <laughs> we're like, can something good please I know. happen? Mm-hmm. I and, know. And, and, and not where it's like, it, it's like the little moments are, are just still surrounded by such catastrophe. It's yeah. like you, the Australian fires, you mm-hmm. see these like beautiful videos mm-hmm. of like sweet little koalas drinking water from someone's I hands. Know. But then you're like, because the world is burning yeah. around mm-hmm. that. Like, and it's, it's so hard to, especially with kids in the house to look at them and yes. be like, you're, it's going to be okay. Like, it's all going to be okay. Because it doesn't feel, anyway, taking a turn, it doesn't feel like that sometimes. Um, But that's something that I really love is that the podcasts that you guys have brought together are very empowering or they're very like educational, Mm -hmm. um, but they build people up, you know, in a time when everything feels so heavy. It's not just like an entire, uh, like, um, just a whole bunch of like murder podcasts, no. which is nice to see. Which let's yeah. be honest, a lot of people love Everyone and I get them. it. There's nothing wrong with them. But it's really nice to feel built up. You're absolutely right. Right. No, we did have an idea for a true crime podcast. And I think it was about like, who was like, it was like, who was TPing Amanda's um, tree every like, oh. And I was like, that's our true crime podcast. We like, were figure TP'd three times that's, last fall. I'm telling you. And Oh no, we were egged. I'm yeah, sorry. I'm like, we would have preferred yeah. TP. We were egged three times. And by the third time I was like, w- getting the cops on the phone. We were like yeah, getting the footage out. And I was like, I will, I will yeah. tackle yeah. some teens yeah. right now. Mama bears coming out. Yeah. It's one of those things as a teenager Terrifying. you think is so funny. And then now as an adult, I mean, I'm just like shuddering at the idea that we used to go burritoing. We would buy, we would buy burritos from like Taco Bell. Oh no. And then just like throw them at (gasps) houses. It's That's horrible. insane. And when you're 13, you think it's hilarious. And like, oh it's horrible. Goodness. I know I'm a horrible person. And then as the adults, you learn. just come out and then mom and dad are fighting. Everyone's yelling at each other. See, well, it's calling egg, people. Egging is worse because it doesn't it mess with the paint. Oh yeah. We've yeah. had to yeah. redo our house. We've like, we had to immediately, our whole day was derailed. We had to like immediately get it off all the cars. Cause it will eat your paint yeah. off your cars. We've spent money like having to redo the front part of our house because of the egging i'm telling you it's it's a we got to get on it we got to like this this idea for a podcast for you guys like no totally who tp'd who egged you who burritoed you (laughs) figure it out everyone can relate (laughs) we certainly won't find out (laughs) never (laughs) we'll never know it's like those loch ness monster (laughs) shows where you watch it and you like no they'll never find it but you still are watching it it'll but that's what like i don't know how to describe it amanda marie and i have have worked together for i don't know like 10 years now eight years and we just get each other in a way where like one of us will go this is a true crime podcast and we want to make it and we know it can be entertaining and no one else would make it that's the thing about this show like we want to make shows that no one else would make um they're like little orphans you know? <laughs> <laughs> because like we just have to um because we feel compelled to the thing i've always said about um my favorite creatives is that they would be creating in a dark room by themselves like they cannot stop mm-hmm. And that's, um, that's definitely, I mean, you know, with Jack's energy, Jack Black, God bless him. He's an incredibly famous person, but if he weren't, he would just be doing what he's doing mm-hmm. somewhere else, you know, mm-hmm. um, Amanda and Maria are like that too. And I'm the same way. I can't be stopped. You know, I was joking with Camilla the other day that on Friday, 
Okay, in the last month, okay, since it's not it's not related to the internet, but only because I know it as a marker. But since I since I took the internet off my phone, I have written a pilot. I have um, written two pieces for the New York Times. I have written um, a children's book. And while I was procrastinating writing a children's book, I wrote another children's book. And that's in one month. <laughs> <laughs> so just really just, you know, but not doing much with your but time. But I can't stop. Like, I can't stop. Wow. And those are the people I seek out. Yeah. Are the people who can't stop making stuff. Like, you just have to. Well, and you guys also have Jen Zaborowski on best. Your Network, which who we love. She's been on our podcast. You guys have heard um, us on hers. We Need to Talk About Britney is mm-hmm. amazing. It's the best. That's also one of those things that I think she should totally be turned into a TV show. Absolutely. They, that could be like, you know, really interesting. So. Yeah, she Jen is awesome. Jen and I met at a wedding many years ago, and um, and I I was I was a talent agent because I have this thing. I've always had this thing where when I see people who should be I go I, I I'm the queen of walking up to people and being like you're gonna be famous. It's weird. I'm always right. Always been right. I remember <laughs> I remember seeing my the first time I I remember that feeling was when I was watching Growing Pains when I was like 12 and I saw Leonardo DiCaprio show up and I was like that guy's a star. <laughs> like everyone around me was like what are you talking about? 12 year old you. And I was like he's like he's got a special thing and I still am like that guy's got it. I remember the first time I saw like Pete Davidson. I was like he's gonna he'll he's Bill he'll be fine Pete Davidson is one of those ones where I I don't understand I'm sure if I met him I would mm. understand but I do, he dates all these amazingly gorgeous women well and everyone's with Pete Davidson who knows charisma humor I know I know, who knows? funny guys vulnerability funny guys. Funny, also yeah. vulnerability yes. yeah. like I think that's interesting he's out in the press like being very yeah. vulnerable about what he's been through that's just all it. attractive equality my first client my first client was Ellie Kemper and oh. she, it was just like, I saw one video and then Kumail and then Johnny, I saw one video and I just, I don't know. I, but, but Jen, I met Jen at a wedding and we just had a little chat and I was like, you're a writer. And she's like, no, I'm an actor. I was like, no, no, <laughs> no, you're not. <laughs> you're not. And then I talked to her about her goals. We had, we had coffee and, um, and I was just like, I really like you. You should be writing. And she goes, um, I just want to have a great pilot season. And I was like, Kill me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Kill me. Mm-hmm. I hate hearing that more than anything in the world. Yeah. I just want, I was like, you are putting the control of your life. You're the talent. You are the talent. And you were letting other people control your fate. You know how to create. She told me about her summer camp and this awesome thing that she, I was like, come on. You are one of those people who can't stop making. So mm-hmm. make, make, make. Mm-hmm. She's got, she's an idea woman for sure. Speaking of people who just can't stop making, we have a lot of listeners that write in all the time asking about how they could start a podcast or how Mm -hmm. they get their own ideas off the ground. And so I just wanted to ask you, since obviously you've been in a lot of pitch rooms, Mm -hmm. you've been on both sides of the creative. Um, what, how do you, what do you, would you say to someone who goes like, how do you sell an idea? I have this idea and how do I sell it? How do I pitch it? Or do you just have like a sliver of advice, um, for people who are trying to, uh, get the courage to put an idea out there? Yeah. 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 I see this and maybe I've, I write a, I write a, an advice column for Vulture about getting into the comedy business, but a lot of it is sort of entertainment wide and I need to do maybe a podcast column as well. But, um, but, um, the thing I say with any idea is like, is, 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 is make the idea, whether it's, whether you're writing an essay or whether you're starting a podcast or whether you're writing a book or, or writing a TV pilot, whatever it is, the, like, think of, write, write down your ideas, right? All the ideas you have for everything. Um, I think a lot of people get swayed by, but this is what the market wants right now. Like, screw that. It doesn't matter what the market wants. Like, don't ever fall for that nonsense. Um, yeah. Some people look into it and like, not often does that create the best work in my opinion. Um, now look at your list of ideas and think about the thing that you're obsessed with. 
It has to be the thing you're most obsessed with, the stories that you feel like you have to tell and only you can tell. The ones you can't stop thinking about are always the ones that will resonate with people. Um, the more specific, the better. You know, I, I don't have any words of advice as, uh, as far as like, here's how to shape your idea. It's just write down your ideas and the ones you can't stop thinking about, go make them. Um, and pitching is one thing, but you know, once you pitch, it's out of your hands and someone else owns the show or co-owns the show. Like, screw that, you it know? It sounds like too, you, it, your advice is to really hone in on it and make it specific yeah because sometimes I think even some of our listeners are younger mm -hmm. um you have an idea and it seems really big and then you don't know what to do with it yeah. next so it seems like it, you need to whittle it down and make it really specific yeah you do need to whittle it down and make it really specific think about your you know it's it's really a, I mean writing or creating anything I think is such a journey into the self it's like sit down go for a walk go to therapy like figure out what your feeling and why you feel like you need to make it. Um, you know, I talk about the podcast. Um, there's a big, big podcast, the dream. Did you guys listen to it? Um, it's a big podcast about MLMs, which is like pyramid schemes, basically. And my friend Jane Marie created it and she starts it with a story about her hometown where like everyone is selling Tupperware and has for generations, you know, and that to me is why that podcast work it, because she was like why do I want to tell this story and just keep asking why like, why am I drawn to this area and if it's something you can't shake it it's really you really want to do it just like think why like why and why and why and why and the more specific you can get that's always what sells pitches in the room too and the like 55 or 60 tv pitches that I've taken out and sold as a producer the idea is the idea but when the person gets to talking about why that's always what sells it. Like the personal kind of touch. I'm not saying make something up. I'm not saying like build a connection where there isn't one, but just think about why you want to do what you're, what you're doing. If it's coming from you, I'm sure you can find a personal connection. Yeah. With it. And then for once you've leaned mm -hmm. in, but part of success is also failure. Yeah. What is your piece of advice for what, what does that word mean to you? What is that? Okay. Okay. As I told my son, mistakes are how we learn. <laughs> mistakes are how we learn. Everyone messes things up. The reason I know so many things is because I've made every mistake. I've made it 25 to 30 times. <laughs> but um, but um, failure, I think, for a lot of people is embarrassment. And the quicker you can excise embarrassment from your life, the better. Um, sometimes it can feel when you put something out into the world that you're just walking around naked and just get real comfortable with that feeling. Um, it's also a wonderful, another reason to get off the internet because it shouldn't matter what other people think. Of course it matters what other people think, but the noise can really, when you put something out there and no one responds, that can feel really bad. But the joy in having created something, you don't know, 10 years down the line, it could be someone's favorite TV show could be someone's favorite episode of anything ever. You got it out of your body and that's the joy, right? Like that's worry about like commerciality and audience and whatever the response is later. Um, I think the fear, the fear is embarrassment for most people. Mm -hmm. And I think if you can get rid of that, you know, or at least tamp it down and say, yeah, it's going to be embarrassing until it's not, you're mm -hmm. going to be bad at something until you're not, mm -hmm. you know, I didn't, like I said, I listened to maybe one podcast before I started an entire company. <laughs> That's and, such great advice. And now I think I'm pretty good at producing them. You know? I, I, would, so. I would say so. <laughs> yeah, I would say so. Well, What's next for Erios? What's coming up? Um, we have, um, we have a few big projects that we're taking out. One is like a big sort of investigative piece, something, you know, things we'll need more support for because the, the stuff we've done and because it requires less production, um, money and energy is more chatty, like great, you know, like girls on microphones in rooms. Um, but we want to do like this big reported piece that we're taking out. We want to do a couple of scripted things that we're taking out and working on. We're all writers. So, so scripted is, is going to be super fun for us. You need more support. How do we support you? 
Well, I mean, once we, it's, it's more about, um, it's more about money. Like we need to go find money. But I think now that we can point at areas and say like, we've done this, we know how to make these shows at this scale. But, um, you know, when you think like, for example, cereal, I don't know what the, it costs like a million dollars. You know, <laughs> We don't need a million dollars, but we need to be able, and we also want to pay people fairly. We pay everyone who works with us fairly. We pay basically everyone like $25 an hour or whatever. Um, um, we need to be able to have to, to, to report properly. There's a reason that, um, there's a reason that not everyone can make a giant reported piece and it's because they had the resources. Um, and it's time for us to go get some of those resources. <laughs> so are you going to start another Kickstarter? Um, I don't think so. Okay. I think we're probably going to go out to, to, you know, there's like Spotify and audible and all these places that are now paying for original podcasts. So we're probably going to do a couple of, um, really big ones. Um, and then we'll continue to support, you know, we just took on another podcast that has, I don't know, no listeners, but we think that it should. So, yeah, I love it. <laughs> so we'll continue to do kind of both. Well, you have such great advice and I know for our listeners, they can read Vulture yes. and you have an advice column there and mm-hmm. you, they can obviously listen to Foxy Browns. Yes. That's where all the other advice oh, goes. The other <laughs> advice. Um, what are your personal socials so they can get in touch with you? Oh yes. Um, on Instagram, I'm Prima two, that's P R I M A T T O O. And on Twitter, I'm non King, which is N A A N K I N G. I'm not on often, but I check like, you know, twice a day. Yeah. When not you're even. on your computer. No. Yeah. <laughs> Twitter in social, maybe once a week now. Wow. But I'll respond. I'll respond. She'll respond, guys. Yeah. It might just be a week, I but will. she'll respond. And if you guys want to check out more podcasts from Erios, you can go to Erios.net. You can also, there's an area where you can send in questions mm-hmm. and or just send comments and say that. We love what you guys are doing and we definitely love what you guys are doing. Oh, so thanks. Thank you for coming and sharing your words of wisdom with us today. Oh, thanks guys. Anytime. One of the things I love about Priyanka when, when she was sitting right here, she said, I can tell you guys love to podcast. You love to do this. You didn't just jump on the podcast bandwagon. You genuinely love it. And I'm so happy that she said that because I know you and I enjoy this process so much. And, um, I think it shows. I think it shows and I hope it um, does to your to the listeners as well because we just love doing this and we love learning. And I feel like Priyanka was able to just give us a load of advice. What did you get from her, from our conversation? Yeah, sim- similar to what you're saying, we've had a lot of conversations lately about what we want next for this podcast, what our big goals are for this podcast. And what I appreciate was getting you know, whether she intended to or not, but like a sense of validation of her saying, no, I can tell that you guys just enjoy doing this Mm -hmm. because Kayla, something that you and I have said really like been very clear about is that we don't want to have to be like chasing the carrot. We don't want to have to like chase for the big name. We don't want to have to chase to like, to prove something to someone that really isn't even a goal of our own. Essentially, We want to get answers for our listeners, for their questions that they have. And we just want to be able to create a space where we can talk about the subject matter that matters to us. And, and this is the only medium where I feel like we've been able to do that without having this expectation of, oh, we have to do this because that's what other people are doing. Or someone is telling us we have to do this. No, we're doing it because we want to do it. And Priyanka also said, you know, ask yourself the why, why are you doing this? And I think this podcast was born out of the why we were wondering, why do we feel this way? Why are our lives going like this? What, how can we be better people? How can we do this together? And then we decided, Hey, let's just start a podcast and try and figure it out. And I don't know about you. I have felt, I love to, not only do I love doing this with you, you and Mel, I love um, learning and I love of bringing on these new people. And 
constantly having conversations that put, propel us forward, that propel our listeners forward. And sometimes I love what we're talking about. And sometimes I don't agree always with what the guest has to say. And that's the point, right? We're just having the conversation. Do you feel like having a podcast has changed the way that you have conversations with people in real life? Yeah, I do. I think for a while I may have been a little bit more in not necessarily, I think I kind of had lost how to have a conversation. I think I was on my phone all the time. I was in front of a computer. I was texting people more. And most of my communication was via um, text or email and not necessarily sitting and having a conversation. And I've, I had missed that part of my life. And now this is what we do more often than not. And I'm really enjoying it again. It's so great. How about you? Oh, yeah. I mean, I'm still struggling with not interrupting people when they're speaking because I'm just so excited to say what's on my mind. You're doing a lot better at that. I'm doing, I'm doing better. <laughs> no, her head, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my husband doesn't think so. I still haven't like transferred that over into that lesson into our marriage. <laughs> Poor Joe. Sorry, Joe. Um, but uh, it's definitely made me a better listener and it's made me realize that I want to that I'm going to take away a lot from the conversation if I allow someone else to speak. And I think sometimes I'd get this idea that if I'm not contributing to the conversation with my voice then I don't exist in it, um, as opposed to just giving space for the conversation to exist on its own and that you can be a bigger part of the conversation just by listening and taking in a lot of information that you didn't know or understand before. So it's really made me a better listener. That's how deep we are into the digital age that we're having to relearn how to have a conversation. That's crazy. It is crazy. Well, we hope you guys enjoyed our conversation with Priyanka and learned a lot about how to start your own podcast or to how, how to grow your idea because that's how everything starts. It's just an idea and you can choose where that idea goes. Um, we have another great episode coming up next week. So thanks for joining us. Take care of yourselves. Mom deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. 
quince.com slash style. 